And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm James. And this is the 100th episode. Cheers, boys. Can you guys believe it? I I haven't been here 100 times. You have not been here 100 times, but you could be at least 50, right? I'm 50. At least 50 episodes? I mean, you've been doing this for years. Yeah. You're the most popular guy on the pod, to be perfectly honest. Uh-huh, I'm the reason you guys are Listenerships. still going. Listenerships. <laughs> oh, good lord. This kid's gotten so cocky. Listen, you got a, you got a sister. <laughs> yeah. We're auditioning replacements. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you were around. She's going to get stuck grade. in the Minnie Mouse world. Uh, we have a lot of pods with your sister crying in the background, though. <laughs> yeah. so we can talk about character growth over time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cheers, boys. Yeah, I mean, we we were we talked about doing something special, and here we are. This feels right. Somebody, <laughs> one of the commenters somewhere was like, "It's a real shame that your hundredth pod comes off a of bye week with no game to talk about." Exactly. But you know what? The pod has always been us sitting around drinking and blowing hot air. So <laughs> why have content? Why have guests? Let's just let's just be real. It's it, the four of us. <laughs> It is kind of funny that this is probably going to be our shortest pod because we don't have a game to recap and a lot of questions to go over. I'm still pretty it's pumped about Idaho, though. Oh, right? Luke, you were with us last week, so uh, yeah. why don't you tell us about Idaho, then we're going to pick on James a little bit. But Why don't I tell you about well, Idaho? Just, yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't oh. need to. We, we won. I don't know <laughs> if you want to go into any more yeah. depth than that. No. Um, I think I'm probably not going to say anything novel uh, that wasn't said last week, but I mean, it was such a exciting game i did not think we were gonna win uh the winner's corner is just brent well samuel picked it too apparently so oh okay well yeah sam he's better than all of us (laughs) but uh if sammy had pulled a power play and said i want to replace luke on the pod it might be awkward i wouldn't have faulted you guys (laughs) for replacing me with sammy (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's raining and you're outside the window here in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see Sam sh- shaking his head at There's me. Look with a boombox boom up there. You know. Just close the blinds. Yeah, Mike so just it. closes the blinds. <laughs> Turns on the sprinklers. <laughs> oh no. He's, he's now James good. James is here and we had him take his gum out of his mouth and, so that he could do the pod, and now he's playing with it as you know, rubbing it is rolling. Everybody them. who's ever had kids who chew gum knows. Uh, <sighs> yeah, we were told no candy corn on the pod two weeks ago. So, and uh, there is no candy corn here. So, Stacy must have gotten the message, mm-hmm. which I'm going to say might it. be great for the couple hours we do the podcast, but sucks for the rest of my week. I really like the candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. Do you like the corn or the pumpkins better? I like the corn better. Oh, I like the pumpkins. Pumpkins. Do you guys, I mean, when it comes to just strict yeah. oh. candy. <laughs> I'm not even the oldest person here. I'm the second you, oldest. Yeah. We cut this room in half. You and I are in the same half. Wait, what? Yeah. Youngest, next youngest, next youngest. You just said he was oldest. second oldest. No. I don't know. Whatever. He, he's, well, well, he well, wasn't Jim, the do, second Do you have anything productive to talk about this week? Not really. <laughs> um, so we did have somebody talk about um, cross country. And I actually thought their answer was really, really good. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this kid, are you? <laughs> You're just getting more and more whatever. Um, but he, because last week we talked about 
um, why why would you run fifty miles? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I'm still not completely convinced. But Grizz guy, um, who who's a runner? Yeah, he's Frank. reached out to us. Yeah. He he follows on Twitter and whatever. He said. Um, when he was James's age, nobody gave the guidance that he needed to set and achieve goals. I didn't really learn that until I was an adult. Nobody showed me how good I was at running and what it could do for me or how it translates to goal achievement in life. Long story short, I ran a 4.36 mile on the Billings Seniors Cinder track when I was 15, but then didn't run track my last two years of high school. Differences with coaches. Point is, I'll never know how fast I could have been. A 436 is 4.10, sub 4, I'll never know. I was a kid who needed someone to say, hey, knucklehead, here's you. Here's the possibilities. Here's how you can get there if you want to try. I like where he's going. You are a knucklehead more so every day. Um, But now I always want to know what I can do. And when I hear about kids who want to run, I want to encourage that. I'm really glad you guys are doing that with James. It's huge. (laughs) Imagine all the great athletes out there who never get that. So that's why. That's why he ran 50 miles. He says it's fun. That's why I join a bunch of Missoula folks who run the Bob each summer. That's why he gets up at 5 a.m. most days and goes for a run, manages his asthma. That's why he coaches middle school track. He wants all those kids to know. So he's encouraging you to go find out, James. And whatever your limits are, celebrate that and encourage someone else to do the same. I think that's great. That's awesome. And the reason I read it is because, you know, this whole pod started as like a, you know, reason to sit and drink with our buddies and talk about football instead of texting people all the time. But some of you, some of you are just jerks out there in the world, but some of you have become really great people to interact with in these, in these comments and the questions. And, you know, you care about what we're doing in our lives. You care about what James is doing in his life. And I just think that that sort of encouragement is kind of, it it kind of represents Grizz Nation as a whole. And kind of being a Montanan, really, you know, where it's like, you want to be proud of yeah. other people. You want to help them achieve something. You know, if you can, if I can help you succeed, I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah, you care for the your community. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's kind of fun that uh, this podcast is part of that. What do you think, F- James? I don't know. Fifty miles. Could you do that someday? Probably. So, what is a big decision though you've come to? In the last week or two. I'm going to play football next year. We're going back to football next year. Nice. Right. Back to football. Interesting. All right. Okay. I, I, I yeah. support you doing whatever you want to do. And we got to start running, too. And you got basketball coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Practices start yet? A couple weeks. Okay. Better start running. Not the long cross-country runs, but the uh, short bursts. The and twitch the speed. On the treadmill. You can't get in basketball shape on the treadmill. Can run a mile or two on that. You want to try the little, little shorter, a little burstier than yeah, we should, the mile. We should go do lines in the basement. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> also, also, I, I one of your close. neighbors is like one of, like the, I don't know. He's like a very prestigious exercise physiologist. <laughs> go get some tips from Mister Quindry across the street. <laughs> you know, with Barkamedes. You, you know. Ever, you ever think that Quindry sees me walk into the garbage can and thinks, God, I could help him if he'd ask. Um, <laughs> knowing... <laughs> yes, Mike. No, <laughs> no he thinks... <laughs> He's like, I hope Mike doesn't ask me. No, um, 
<laughs> Knowing John, he's like one of the nicest men on the planet, and uh, he would definitely help you, James, if you had some questions about how to get in shape for basketball. He could pre- give you pretty good guidance. He wrote a textbook about this. Wow. But textbook about exercise? Oh, he's not dismissing it outright. Yeah. Maybe we'll find it. Okay. <clears throat> if it comes in short YouTube clips, he'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Who's going to win the World Series, Ben? Uh, Don't say the Astros. No. I'm worried about that. I hate <sighs> the Astros. Me too. Me too. <sighs> Everybody I really go. I mean, I I think that I would, I would cheer for, the Phillies, Arizona, Texas Astros in that order. Yeah, yeah probably so. Yeah, I I hope for bad things for the Astros. It's almost just, irrational, the degree to which really I want cheering for Texas right bad now. things to Does happen. Score to them. that game. I don't know. We'll check on it in a minute. No, check on I think they were up on when I was on on my way over here. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, and I was okay last year with them winning because Dusty Baker seems like a good guy, and so he got a World Series, but not there yet. Mm. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Ben? Picks. Yeah, we got, got some games picks. to pick. All right, uh, James, we did have a question in addition to what Grizz Guy had for you, and that comes from Everett Grizz. says, James, if you were a fourth grader when this pod started, and your dad came to you and said, I'm going to start a podcast with a couple buddies, and people will love it and listen to over 100 of them, would you have laughed at him at that time? That's so like way if, too much if the, confidence. If, if the Grizz pod didn't exist and, like, in August, your dad comes to you and he's like, hey, James, we're going to do a pod and it's going to last for six or seven years plus and it's going to have 100 episodes and everyone's going to want to know what you're doing. What would huh. you have thought? What, have you, what would you have thought? Like, if we were starting right now, do you think you'd actually be interested in doing it with us? Maybe. I kind of wonder. Really I also, and this is interesting, but I also <laughs> wonder if some of the fans who like hearing James because they've heard him grow up over the last handful of years and mm. be like we don't care about your fifth grade son <laughs> like why do they have their fifth grade son in here but because you grew up with the pod people like to know yeah what do you think <laughs> we have the grandma contingent that we need yes. to meet at the beginning of the pod too the 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 large scale talking has gone down with you this year you're not as talkative are you worried that you're getting judged by the no. GFP audience <laughs> they skipped this part anyways. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do when girls start listening? Um. <laughs> Mark it down. 100th episode is the first one where Luke actually asked about girls. <laughs> getting a little red over here. He's so red. red. Look at him. Have you been running? Why is your face so red? <laughs> oh, my God. This is great. Look at him. Oh, he is red. <laughs> They're gonna start. They're gonna go back into the archive, James, and and read about or listen to all your bad takes over the years. <laughs> I don't know a thing about it. Oh, oh, oh. 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 I don't know. I don't find a girl that loves football. That'd be good stuff. Um, all right, questions for him. Uh, that was the one we had. Yeah, right. but so James, you want to do some picks? You do picks. He's got Pod Dog Junior. Yes. Out here and now, only living pod dog. I was gonna say we've you've had a few. This is pod dog three. Yeah, because I was right? gonna say yeah. Cooper was alive when this started. Yeah, Huck, yeah mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay. Well, James, uh, let's uh, let me pull up the slate here right now. It's giving me the scores from this week, which we don't need you to pick. Okay. You ready, dude? 
Eastern Washington goes to Portland State. Both teams are three and four and two and two in the conference. They're probably out, but I guess an outside outside shot to still get in to win out. Portland State. Okay. UC Davis goes to Northern Arizona. Davis is four and three, and he is two and five. Yeah. I'm trying to decide who I want to win that game. <laughs> I want NAU to win that game, but I don't We know. probably want, I mean, for, like, to build the resume. Davis is back in the top 25. Mm. You probably want Davis to win. Because NAU is not going to get in the top 25. I mean, no. they're big, they're, they've got a couple good wins, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, for. Like us. Whoa, we're in the top 25. Yeah. No, I mean, six good wins. Mm. So, did you pick Davis, or who'd you pick? Davis. You're going Davis? I felt like, okay. Uh, Surging Idaho State (laughs) goes to not-so-surging Sacramento State. Idaho State's three and four. Sac State is five and two. Mm, I feel like it's Sac. You feel like it's going to be Sac? Sac. Um, Interesting. Montana State, six and one, four and oh in the conference, goes to Idaho. Idaho. Going to Idaho. Okay. I want them to lose. That's fair. We all do. Um, I hate MSU. <laughs> last one. This is going to be a tough one. 0-7 Northern Colorado comes to Missoula, Montana. Yeah, the Grizz are going to make that a tough game. They might. They will. <laughs> what do you think, James? What If you could predict the final score for the Grizz game, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be close, like one or two scores? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Just kind of happens, huh? So what, what's your score prediction? Probably like 35-20. 35-20? Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Those are the games, bud. That's what we got. And Any, no other questions. Anything else you want to add? I hate MSU. <laughs> hey, this is why people like you. <laughs> Before you finish off, since this is the 100th episode, I just want to say... You are a fun part of this, and you're the only reason that my mom, your grandma, listens. <laughs> um, but it, I think that I, I speak for both Luke and Britt when we say we have actually really enjoyed you doing the intros with us over the year, years and, you know, starting to weasel your way in with more opinions. I'll never forget the pregame show or the preseason show a couple of years ago where we had Riley on the patio and... James was going to be late, so we started the show and then recorded the intro in the middle of it. Yeah. But then he just stayed for the rest of the show because he got all the research with the FCS books. and Oh, yeah. And that was kind of when the things shifted a little bit from just doing a quiet intro to having opinions. But anyway, love you, bud. Thanks, James. Bam. Love top, dude. All right. We're thanks, good. For being, thanks for continuing to be a part of the pod, man. <clears throat> He tries to steal my phone on the way out. And uh, I think we know the line next, don't we? Boo Astros! Oh, that too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thought you were going to say something Hit else. Hit the showers. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the showers, bud. Hit the showers. Every single week. <laughs> <laughs> Every single week. Um, I thought you were trying to get him to say FTC. Oh, no. <laughs> she is now. I mean, I'm a pretty good parent. Some people might look down on that but I, I don't yeah. alright guys 100 100 yeah.
Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. Let's, let's just wrap it up now. It's been a good it. show. Okay. Move on. Okay. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so we don't have a game to break down. We obviously yeah. talked about Idaho a lot last week, so I'll just put a bow on that and just say, I still am floored that they won both those road games against ranked teams back-to-back. Agreed. And, you know, Davis being back in the top 25, like, those are... That, those are good wins. All helps. Change I'm the season. So happy to be proved wrong. Like I didn't yeah. think this team had it in them to go on the road and be the ranked opponent. And man, you know they made me look like a fool, and I'm so happy for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's kind of like we said. I mean, I think the NAU loss they kind of identified that the what they were doing was not working, and I think the quarterback change to lock in with Clifton was probably the start. And some things got simpler, and then they were able to get better at simple things. So, And then we start to see expansion on it from Idaho State to Davis to Idaho. And now we got a week off and Northern Colorado on Saturday. So, yeah. What's really exciting to me about the Idaho game is that we still were very far from playing our best football. Oh, yeah. There were so many, you know. Like 40 yards in the second half. <laughs> things to clean up, right? Yeah, right. And so, not that we need to look past Northern Colorado, but you're, when you face an 0-7 team, your brain can't help but wander to the next opponent right. and the next opponent and the next opponent. But, like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think if this team continues to leapfrog off their progress each week, um, you know, from the week before, that we could be in a pretty good spot hosting SAC. Dude. And then... Yeah. Two weeks after that, we have the brawl. Yeah. And, of course, the best coaches have their teams playing the best football in November. Yeah. And, I mean, I've had my doubts about the coaching. But, again, I, I think there's there's a question mark now. It's not a, a, yeah. <laughs> it's not a period. They're an experienced staff, and maybe this has been sort of their plans all along is to, like, hey, we have an imperfect – team mm-hmm. they yeah. aren't as good as we hoped they would be at uh yeah. at this time last year you know they've said that but they have a plan to get this team firing on all cylinders and if if they execute yeah. i don't know man <laughs> uh msu kind of looked vulnerable against sac state last night sac state showed that you can you know you can hang with these guys um you know cat still ran away with it at the end Literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Sack showed that their cats are a little human. So, yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, you talk about it too. I think we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but. Yeah, you guys I, did such a good. I listened to the pod. <laughs> Sammy, I hope you get a break oh, and like, end up right? in like national media. <laughs> You're talented, man. It's like, like, we're fans. We could do this. But, like, you look ahead and, I mean, everything's in front of for Montana. Oh, yeah. So Northern Colorado, you win that game, you're at seven and one, and the playoff committee said seven wins counts. I don't think a seven and four Grizz team is in. But then that next week for SAC, and I mean Sackles, they're, I mean most people are still keeping them in the top ten, and they, you know, they've got a they've got a little trickier game this weekend, right? Still with Idaho State, who's playing better, but I th- I would assume SAC will handle business there. And if the Grizz can win these next two at home, I think, I think they're in the playoffs. And then you look at that, and then the next win, uh, Portland State, who won't be easy again, but Portland State looked kind of bad against Idaho State. 
Um, now you're at, now you're at, uh, you, you win the next three in a row, which is a tall task, but it's like suddenly you're nine and one going into the brawl and you're going to be playing, you know, number two or three, or I guess they lose to Idaho. They'll, they'll tumble a bit, but if they don't, the cats are going to be the number two team in the country. I mean, hell I could see some voters probably argue that off this stretch of sack and Idaho, if cats win both those, they should go to number one over South Dakota state, even though South Dakota state's undefeated. Uh, cause I think, but I mean that game, like, yeah, that game they played each other could have gone either way. It was in it was, a, it was in South Dakota. It was like a half an inch of a guy's foot was yeah. the determining factor of the game. So, you know, it's like so Montana could be nine and one. Cats could be ten and zero coming to the brawl, and a win is going to catapult Montana to home field through the playoffs. It has to. You're a one or a two seed. A loss is still going to be a buy and a seed, just because you've got a bad loss in. September to NAU, and then you lost at home to the number one or two team in the country. Like, it's a big, it's a very good resume. They've got a how, lot in front of them. How many teams are going to? What's the most number of teams from any one conference that has? Big Sky said five before. Okay, They're, we're not good at this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, to you know, because you have four teams in the top five. From the big sky. Oh. Or like what would what would you do with that? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean Yeah, I don't know. With I I mean I guess you just see them out, right? They probably give precedent or give uh not precedent, but they would give um favor to the team that wins the conference, the auto bid. Mm-hmm. And then the rest you're gonna see it out. Didn't we was it two years ago? We had three Seeded teams, yeah. Montana, Montana State, was it Sac State, Sac State. <clears throat> hey, Weber might have a seed too. We might have had four seeded four teams. Seeds. But I mean, like if you look at the way the FCS is set up and the structure of it, it though, like yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Uh, James is back. <clears throat> I don't know. We need we need Stacy to take a picture of all of us. Little pod picture for one hundred. While we're recording, we are. I mean, we are posing for a picture live on air. <laughs> and I will say, since it's the hundredth episode, we should take time to say thank you to Stacy for putting up with this nonsense. <laughs> almost a hundred times. I mean, I, I probably we've done like ninety-seven of them have been recorded right say, here. I think we've done like one. We in did my house. one at your house. We did one in Bobby's office. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did a bunch over Zoom, so they were downstairs. But. Yeah, that's true. We had a couple of Zoom ones with COVID. Yeah. Thanks, Stace. We appreciate it. James isn't happy with... Well, oh, James needs another photo. In my <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. So anyway, love Thanks, you. Thanks, Stacey. We, we, we've recorded the pod on our anniversary. And uh, there's James. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I don't even if we're playoffs, the road ahead. Yeah. It's interesting. A lot of great stuff in front of the Grizz. I mean, you, you cannot be anything but excited with where they're at at this point in their schedule. For sure. You would have expected there to be a loss. You just would have expected it to be an AU. But it'll be right. three last four at home, toughest rival at home, next toughest game at home. Yeah. Yeah. Do, 
if we go two and two though, with losses against SAC and MSU, that's where it's like up to the committee. That's yeah, we're probably two, a bubble team. The two and two is going to depend. Well, that's the thing. So two. This. So my thought was, down the stretch, zero and four, one and three, out. I think two and two. So you have an argument, and the argument would be, and this is kind of what the, that article Herder wrote tried to get at. But it's like, yeah. if you're, what would it be eight and eight and three, eight and three, seven D one wins, but eight and three. So that means you're, you're the last of the eight and three teams, right? Yeah, in some ways, Terry. yeah, yeah. But you're you're still probably at the higher end of the seven and four teams because you do have a win, even though it's yeah. a crappy win, right? So it's like. Seven and four teams are getting in, so that that team is probably in, but they're playing on Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, indeed, yeah. So I I, I think an eight and three Grizz are in because you look at the four down the stretch, and no matter however you slice it, like so the Grizz lose Northern Colorado, world's over. But then you still got to win two games, so you're going to beat Sacramento or Montana State and Portland State or both Sac and Montana State. It's like you could lose to both Portland and Sac, and if you beat the Cats <laughs> and you beat Sac, which sounds crazy. You're gonna have four. You're gonna be four and zero oh against top twenty five teams. You're going to the playoffs. So I think eight and three is in, mm-hmm. and I think three and one is a seed and a, a weekend off. And I think four and zero, oh, <clears throat> highly improbable. But uh, I think you're a you're a home field advantage through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Because you win the Big Sky. I mean, four and zero's oh beat the Cats, and then you've cemented. Washington Grizzly is going to be the one or two seed, and you got to come to Missoula to to keep going. So yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that okay. tracks. That's kind of the way I see it. So yeah. Just posting this photo here so that you know, nice people can see us. <laughs> um, shoot. Well, without a yeah, it feels kind of weird without a game to like really recap. And the here, only right? real interesting. Game. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess Eastern Washington beats Weber State last week. Yep, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was. Idaho State. Idaho State pulled away from Portland State. Hey, Bruce, get off the counter! Oh, my God. So here's <laughs> I, I tweeted this. Idaho State is three and one in conference. They're tied for second right now. They're three and four overall. Here's their last four games. Sack, Weber, Davis, Idaho. Ooh. If they win out and are seven and four on a six game winning streak and will have beat two top ten schools and a top twenty five school. They could be a they could be a bubble team. It's not gonna happen. But <laughs> it's just kind of care it's what the rest of their season happens. But I will be rooting for them so hard against Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> so that those Tubbs guys can cry some more tears. <laughs> Talk about us a little bit more. Oh, man. I didn't listen to Tubbs in the club last week. Was it dark? Did you guys? I didn't. Miss? I didn't either. This no. is all secondhand from people who do listen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no. They had Sammy on. Right? For Co- one of them. Copy this. We got him first. Yeah. Cal Poly kept Northern Colorado winless. And then, of course, the national late night national game, the Cats beat Sacramento State. My, <clears throat> my father's observation, I think it's the first time he's watched the Cats play, um, 
he is convinced they are winning a national championship. He just thinks they are a dominant team. <laughs> Hard to argue with him. I mean, they look good. They got Tommy Russian. back, so they yeah. got that two-headed monster at QB again. Oh? Yeah. Well, I'm not betting against them until someone stops them. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that was that game. I mean, like like you kind of mentioned, Luke, like Sack did a few things, but Sacramento also hurt themselves quite a bit. The Cats really took advantage of it. Um, but you had a highlight reel hurdle by right, that running back of MSU. Um, that, what was really cool about that, and somebody pointed it out in the local media, he hurdled and kept his bounce. Sean Rainey's. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... It was impressive. Super impressive. He just hurdle and yeah. fall. Right. So I don't know about you guys, but if I jump off like a third step, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe like, a first step for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sack hung around, but um, at first real test for cats, and they absolutely pass with flying colors, and so. Moving along, I don't know. This Idaho one will be interesting. Arrested Idaho versus um, this Montana State. Catching that got back in the middle of the night. And, yeah. 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 We'll see. Um, anything else happened this week that's worthwhile talking about across the landscape? No. I mean, so I had posted there was a <laughs> handful of games to kind of keep an eye on. And because it's starting to get to crunch time, right? And so you're starting to form up who the bubble teams are and who this and that. Um, uh, was, I think it's Patriot League, Holy Cross, who's the darling child of a handful of FCS voters, lost to uh, uh, receiving vote school uh, Lafayette. Uh, and then the, maybe the kind of surprising one was North Dakota, who put it to North Dakota State, got shut out by Northern Iowa, I think it was. Um, well, this is Northern Iowa on their playoff run. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, it's fascinating. The Missouri Valley, I kind of looked at this in the middle of the week last week. Missouri Valley has this, like, upper echelon of teams, and a whole bunch of teams that are in the top 25 are getting votes in the top 25. And they all they hadn't played each other for a long time, and now they all come together and play each other <clears throat> over the next three, four weeks. And so on a weekly basis, there's two to three games where the top third teams meet and there's multiple games each week. So the Missouri Valley is going to beat the hell out of themselves over this next stretch. So yeah, a lot to watch for there. All right. Well, um, uh, one other interesting thing happened. Sorry, football fans. Uh, the lady Grizz soccer is yeah. Big Sky conference champs. They went undefeated in conference. We um, need to get that coach on. Yeah, I've heard do. such good things. Such good things. Yeah, their um their only two losses came to like Georgia Southern and uh another D one team, Colorado State. Yeah, and they they had a draw with Ohio State here. Didn't they have a draw with like Oklahoma or something like that? I think so. That sounds right. Another team like that. I mean, they, uh, Oregon State. Oregon State. They had an impressive season and I hope that the tournament goes well and Hell yeah. Um it's fun. And actually, you know, that that their stadium is just over on the edge of South Campus over here and kind of near where I live. And it's fun to see that place going when there are games, softball and soccer. Because <laughs> yeah. they they actually have a, a they have dedicated 
fan bases and it's it's probably more than people realize you got the lacrosse team getting hammered in the parking lot and <laughs> yeah cheering through the fence yeah making it making an environment well there you go you know what what's the what is the grizz affiliated sport that sells out the most it's the uh, toughest ticket to get grizz hockey it's grizz hockey. hockey yeah yeah they let them drink in the stands yeah that's true it makes it an environment right it's it, it is does. an environment that's a that's a show those games are really fun. <laughs> yeah, that is what we should. I know we always talk about like shows in the off season, but we should a hundred percent go to a hockey game and take it all in, and then do a show. And we need to make sure and get some of these soccer gals and the well, coach on and, at some point. And their coach is Tucker Sargent, right? I don't know. You know, former. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's. I don't know if he's. Coach I think or not, he's but the I know coach. He's involved. Yeah. But we we pivoted away from soccer, and I just think that. Um, it's something that's going right. It has been going right for a few years in the athletic department, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Hockey right. head coach is Mike Anderson. Okay. Look at you trying to steal credit from Tucker Sargent is the director of Grizz Hockey, assistant coach. I just feel like Tuck, I've heard Tucker's burn, burning a lot of calories, like legitimizing both lacrosse and yeah. hockey, and yeah. he's done a good job so far. Nice. You know what? That's what that's what those club sports need. Is someone to care and be willing to, you know, carry the dedication towards you. Absolutely. Here. So, yep. Yep. All right. Okay. Let's talk about this week in the big sky. This week in the big sky. So we kind of hit on a few of these with James. I think we can fly through a few pretty quickly. Uh, Eastern goes to Portland State. Boy, Portland State really <laughs> laid an egg, didn't they? They look bad. But I mean, Idaho State's good, so we're not surprised. <laughs> but like everybody, even some of us were like buying into this, like, well, maybe they're good. And then Iowa State just handled them. Yeah. I actually think Eastern's going to win this one. I think so, too. I kind of do, too. Even though it's in Hillsboro. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, of course, our friends at the Jungle of ISU had a lot of fun with uh, <laughs> Portland State. <and laughs> their, uh, their Twitter account uh, had, some, had some good hits that night. Um, <clears throat> okay. Davis goes to Arizona, Northern Arizona. I think Davis will win that game. I think Davis wins, too. But, you know, Davis suffers from some of the same things this Grizz team was suffering from earlier in the year, where it just doesn't seem like they can... Their offense is clunky, and they're susceptible to... You know, if you get down a little bit, I, I don't know. I'm actually going to pick NAU for that reason. I I do think the NAU defense is elite and underrated. Oh, yeah. um, I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for, for Davis. I saw that NAU D-lineman that <laughs> kicked shit out of us. Uh, has made it onto the Peyton watch list now. I don't know if he was at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, that guy that's been there since 2018 or something like that. <laughs> you mean the yeah. Buck wa- watch list? <clears throat> yes, I apologize. The Buck, yeah, screwed it up. <clears throat> so, yeah, I saw his name. I noticed his name on the list. So, Davis is going to run into the same damn problem that they hit last year. So, they're 4-3. and three. So, they got NAU, Portland, Idaho State, and they face Sacramento State. Again, they win out. They're going to be seven and four. They're going to have a win. They're going to have a you know quality. They're going to have a quality win against Sac State. But you know they had <clears throat> a loss to Eastern and a loss to Oregon State, and then Texas A&M Commerce, who I think is FCS, but I'm not totally sure. So you know, just, let me just check and see. So you. Um, yeah, they're, they're, but so just, yeah, they're going to be just one of these teams right on the outside looking in, potentially. I mean, if they went out. 
Uh, okay, Idaho State goes to Sacramento State. Mm. Sac State. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's Sac State too, but <clears throat> I really am pulling for Idaho State to do well. <laughs> I agree. I think Sac will win that game. Um, okay. Um, Montana State goes to Idaho. Montana State. Gosh. I think the Cats are going to win. They're I'm not just, sure it's going to be close. Like I, I think, and especially you think the first half of the Grizz, the way we ran. Yeah. Cats will keep doing what they do. 100%. Yeah. I <laughs> I actually kind of hope um, the Cats win this one because when we, when we play them in the brawl, and if the planets and stars align into the right celestial formation, right, we come out on top with that one, we play our best game, we execute well. Yeah. It'll feel sweeter to beat an undefeated cat scene <laughs> than one that's already been there we go. dinged up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love I'll it. take it. So I'm rooting. I'm, I'm actually going to root for MSU. Here's Idaho's last I'm not four. Go that far. <clears throat> Idaho's last four Montana State, Northern Colorado, at Weber um, versus Idaho State. They are. Five and two right now. So they drop this next one. They're five and three. The last three, they'll be favored. Idaho could be flirting with disaster. This this, this isn't like a must-win game. Every game after it will be. Well, they started they a tough win. schedule, and they, they bought themselves some breathing room by beating Nevada. Nevada. Who we probably should have seen coming. But, you know, losing to the Grizz was a big one. Like, yeah. What'd you say their record is right now? They're they're five and two, three and one in conference. So if they sit, like if cats beat them, then they're five and three. Yeah, and you drop another. What's your quality win? Sack. Sack, which is a good quality. That's win. That's a good one. Yeah, or Lamar, who I think is still in first place in our conference. <laughs> All right, and then Northern Colorado comes to Missoula, Montana. So I got a few quick things on the mighty UNC Bears. <clears throat> They're 0-7. But this is their year, Brent. This is their year. Um, <laughs> Ed, Ed Lamb's year. <laughs> it's comeback year. It's comeback. Uh, but this is the interesting thing. In conference play, they've been competitive in all their games. They lost to Idaho State by 14. They lost to Weber by 7. They lost to Sac by 8. And granted, also a bad team, but they lost to Cal Poly by 7. Um Pretty lopsided stats if you look at this. Their offense is only putting up 16 points a game. Their defense is allowing 35. There is only one worse pass defense in the Big Sky Conference than the Montana Grizzlies statistically, and it is the Northern Colorado Bears. Hmm. They give up 305 passing yards per game. They give up almost 200 rushing on the ground. Um, Worst scoring offense, third worst scoring defense. Um, Fascinating, uh, and I think maybe Luke, you said this or James said it before we started recording. Um, not a turnover-heavy team. It's kind of funny. Like some of these teams, you pull up and it's like, oh god, they must. Um, they're neutral on their turnover margin, and um, they've grabbed seven interceptions in the season so far, which I, I I don't have it in front of me, but someone said is like second. Maybe this is Donovan sent me this in a message, but maybe like the second highest amount of defense forced interceptions in the conference to us. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah. That's kind of random, the two worst passing. But I guess like maybe by that token, you're getting thrown on more, so you have more opportunities. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but the thing for them is like, damn, they, uh, they're bad. Uh, <laughs> they have a bad rush defense, too. So kind of everything is just bad with them. Uh, yeah, I haven't really looked too much at the players. Uh, number one, their running back has uh, rushing stats similar to um, – uh, Gilman here with Montana. Uh, and, of course, we've got a familiar name at quarterback, uh, who's Jacob Sermon. And, uh, yeah, guy's averaging about 190 pass in a game. And we were talking about this before we recorded, uh, of relation to the sermons that we've all seen around here in Missoula as well, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the uncle, or the dad, played for... Anyway, Dave Sermon... Played on the '95 championship team, and this is either his son or his nephew. Let's see. Let's see what his bio says. It's gonna take me half a second to look this up. I think up. we decided nephew, but gosh, I can't. His uncle Peter played at Oregon. <laughs> okay, so his then father his... David Sermon played and won a football champ in FCS in night. So David was his dad was on the '95 Grizz team. Okay, yeah. So this kid was at Washington. He was a Husky and then transferred to Northern Colorado. So we must and have not recruited Rumor him. was then. wanted to come here. Yeah. And we said no. We said, well, so this is going to, he's, he's going to slam Vengeance. It. The vengeance. He, he's going to vengeance thrown to double coverage a couple times <laughs> for us <laughs> to make his point that he can, he can make big throws. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this, uh, I, I, I like that we are facing a winless team coming off a bye because sometimes we see Grizz teams are a little rusty. Or anyone coming out of a bye, you got a little bit of rust on you. So we're not playing sack. We're not playing the Cats. We're not going on the road. We got a home game. Um, it feels like to me the energy, the excitement. You know, a lot of people were looking at this game being like, this thing's going to be a dud. I see people all over the message boards looking for tickets for next Saturday. It kind of seems like. That Idaho win is kind of springboarding Grizz optimism and fan momentum. But UNC, they're going to come in here to play. I mean, Ed Lamb's a good coach. He just took over a bad team that got blown up last year. Um, he's just, not getting the results. There was like, no good recruiting going on. Like, no. So they no, hired no. a high school coach who had no business being the coach. Right. right? So, um, yeah, you know, if you're a winless team, what can make your season? Come to Missoula and win, win, a, win a football game, right? So they'll 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 come in here. They'll be ready to go. Um, we should be too. But uh, yeah, one would hope it'll be fascinating to see if the grizzly what the grizzly offense looks like. Do we? Are we vanilla? Do we go vanilla and kind of pack it in and? Or do we save it all for? Or we say these guys these guys stink in the past. Like let's let Cliff sling it all over the park. I don't know. It'll be. Uh, I hope I don't know. I'm just thinking like we still need reps. We still, you know, we still need to like yeah. lay down track and establish our identity. I think a little bit. Yeah, we do. So I, I I hope we don't put something on the shelf that we could be developing. Right. Well, and again, they they lost to Sacramento State by eight. So, I mean, they play competitive football games. It's not that they're just they're losing games. Like that Cal Poly school that came here last year, mm-hmm. right, in the snow and stuff, and that game was over, what, by the end of the first quarter. Um, these guys are going to put up a fight. 
Yeah. So. Grizz are ready. Handle business. Do you really think you're going to put up a fight? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, like, super close. But this is the thing. They're terrible. They're terrible. I mean, but they're terrible. <laughs> like, they're, like, if, if we could kick teams out of the big sky right now, they are number one on my list. Oh, yeah. They're getting relegated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Grizz are now one and six against the spread. Uh... <laughs> uh, so this ain't the game, right? No. So if the, I, I was, I, it's kind of funny because uh, um, Montana Parley texted me, and I told him I was like, if this spread is over twenty points, I might. I would tell oh you, I would tell you to take yeah. UNC. See, that's the thing where it's like these guys keep doing these spreads, and it's like, have you not paid attention to anything this team has done this year? They're going to see number six in the country, six and one at home against zero and seven, one of the worst. Yeah. They're going to be like, I'll bet it's going to be like a twenty-eight or a thirty-point spread. There's no way it's going to happen. Well, I mean, it, it could happen, but I I could totally see like a 41-28. Like they I don't, attack a couple late scores. I don't gamble I very don't often, all. but yeah. like I did once, and it didn't work. <laughs> I mean, I might. I, this might be an opportunity if it's a twenty. If it's Grizz minus twenty, I might walk down to the press box and <laughs> figure that system out. <laughs> God. The one game I gambled on was the Idaho game last year because they had the odds screwed up. And that was when the Grizz were favored, but Sportsbet Montana had Idaho favored by like five. <laughs> and I can't remember who it was. Did they cancel the bets then? I don't know. I went in. I mean, uh, I mean, it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Idaho won the damn game. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's my one experience with sports with doing that, and you know, so. Much like the Grizz, I'm not good with this. I'm going to have to call Parlay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy makes like, you know, he doubles his salary in sports gambling. <laughs> but it's all in Bitcoin. Does so. he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, that's in Colorado. Uh, 1 p.m. kickoff, right? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And I, let me look. I'm, the Cats play at the same time. They kick off at the same time. And I was like, perfect. Um I might have yep. to One have that on on my phone. And then sack is a night game, 6 o'clock. As always. Take it. It's going to be a cold week. Kind of yeah. a gross cold weekend, too. What are we looking at right now? I feel like it's going to be highs in the so right 40s. Now, Saturday, high of 31. Whoa! Low of 19. Wednesday's turned back into snow. Get ready for snow, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's a quick flip of a switch when these last two days here in Missoula has been like low 70s and mid 60s today. <laughs> and then it's going to be maybe snow on Wednesday. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Boy, I don't have anything else to add to this. Yeah. Dress warm. Bring some fireball. Do you, It'll be fun. Do you think we control the line of scrimmage in this game? Like, uh, we better. Like, do you think, do you think we will be able to we'll have a 100 yard rusher? Yeah. I think whatever you think we should do, pick below that because that mm. seems to be what we do. We're gonna win. Well, I'm just—that's all I'm gonna give you. Yeah. Like, will we? Will we have Great. maybe not a hundred yard rusher because like they they seem to rotate those running backs so much. But will we have collectively a hundred and fifty yards rushing? Yes. Mike, yes. what do you, you think? So yes. Yeah. Seems giving up one ninety on average on the ground. Okay, well, then will we get 200? No. 
You don't think Bobby's th- their plan will be to try to run the ball to no end and yeah, I could see something like Utah Tech related to where if it's twenty eight to zero at the you, half, you know what? The I final score to is going to be thirty one to seven. I would love to see a big lead and a yacht get some snaps. Yes, I'd love it too. Yes. Okay. This is something that was tweeted about a lot. Yeah, we talked about it last week on the podcast. You guys talked you're about it. Yeah. yeah. Go with it. Um, so they've changed the rules to where the playoff games don't count against your eligibility. Yep. Right. So you can play four regular season games yep. plus every playoff so game. Every true yeah. freshman on the roster could play the rest of the season, except for the running back. Uh, Iverson. Um, he's young. already played one, so yeah. he'd have to sit out one more game. And to me, you know, that's where you start mixing some of those guys in for depth. Maybe you got a speed guy that you can try and get in the special team somewhere. Yeah. Like, I think it's a really interesting change. Mm-hmm. Do we do we like the change? I do. I think so. I mean, kids go to school to to play. To go to 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 get a degree, Mike. To get a degree, <laughs> to get a degree Luke. first, and first, then second, then play. <laughs> um, and I I get that freshman year is weird, but like if there are some players on the team, <laughs> yeah, that can help contribute. Yeah. at the end of the season, I'm all okay with them not having to give up a whole year of eligibility to play, you know, six games at the end of the year. I was thinking this is this is net good for the Grizzlies. Because I think it's a retention strategy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And ideally, we get to recruit better players than a lot of teams just because of the venue and the culture. So, like, this is a way to kind of like give them a bite at the apple to sure. show them what it's sure. like. Yeah. And stay here. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Hopefully so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Could also allow you to kind of test out some guys that <clears throat> maybe you're going to be building some hope that next season maybe they're special teamers or depth guys. So throw them in some live fire and see how they do. Yeah. Maybe they don't do as good. You recognize maybe some emphasis in need in that position. Send a or couple. Maybe they do great. You know? Send some messages to folks who need to transfer. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this game against Northern Colorado. This guy stinks. This is why we need you to come to Montana. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So we got some questions. Ready to move on? Let's I, move on. I think so. Um, oh, speaking of rushers, though, Eli Gilman has been added to the Jerry Rice watch list. The Jerry Rice, which watch is the freshman of the year. What's the what's the offensive player of the year one? Walter Payton. Walter Thank Payton. you. I yeah. knew that. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. I yeah. was like, oh, so, what? And there was an article shared that kind of laid out the, the main names of it. If he continues on the track he's having, and Montana continues to have the success they're having with him as our primary running back, this kid's going to win it. And that was what the article said, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Which Giovanni McCoy, Idaho's QB, won it last year. Um, God, there was another kid in the in the state in the conference that won it a couple years ago too. Did no, I can't remember. Someone else won it too. A few years back, Afonsi won it ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So uh, on Twitter last night. Uh, oh, so before I get into questions, I was able to tweet at uh, twelve fifteen in the morning. Um, being official <laughs> pod recording day, thanks to I had dinner with uh, one of our number one fans, and so I want to give a shout out to uh, Kevin for uh, and his wife for hosting my wife and I for. Uh, thanks for the invite. A, a Kev- my invite got hell? lost in the mail. Kevin huh, Kev? Missoula? like what, Kevin what, is Missoula. what? Luke and I just not count. So his wife and my wife go way back, and they're friends. And so it's a little bit of a running joke, but uh, yeah, loyal pod listener. So shout out to it's just everything that's wrong with Brand. <laughs> Take the glory. Just take the glory. <laughs> I, actually, I hope you represented us well, Brent. I, I absolutely, yes, yeah, no. It was just like a pot. I drank a lot of margaritas and a bottle of wine. So, yes. yeah. Speaking of loyal <laughs> listeners, um, when we were talking about club teams, club baseball, their coach, Justin, I think it's Martinko. I yeah. apologize if I say that wrong. He's a loyal listener, too. Yes, yeah. And um, club baseball is, I think, kind of fun. I wish I would have played club baseball. I loved yeah, baseball. You I don't know why you did. I was just, um, I had backwards priorities, Michael. Well, you were, <laughs> when you I was know, in college. Bouncing all of your commitments. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Michael, for melting that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. People forget that Luke and I lived together yes. for a while. Yes. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh man! Well, so first comment. To, so what we put up there was, you know, share with us any questions you had, but if you have any memories or stories or anything. And so Justin Martinko hops in right on the top and says uh, his favorite was Mike predicting the Grizz to lose to Northern Colorado, <laughs> uh, and then that same year um, the Grizz won the brawl. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about leadership, guys. <laughs> Sometimes you have to call out when we aren't doing well so people will admit it to themselves and fix it and that's what i did that yeah i mean clearly yeah. you know sammy even admitted it last week like you know i'm, I'm the reason that season turned around three-dimensional <laughs> chess you know it's some soon zoo stuff right <laughs> oh man i did do you remember how mad mike got that week because yes. bear tycoon had the 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 gif of the guy the kid dunking in the classroom and he superimposed your head on it Oh, I don't, I don't we, remember that then, at all. And then we were. I all was like, I remember is I was you tagging you on tagging for, players. <laughs> no, I was no, I did not tag God, players. Britt, you were trying to get me killed on I social media. No, I I but didn't. we had been not good, and somebody needed to say it. And you know what? That's that's the leadership I bring. <laughs> I just remember a text is like, "You need to knock it the f off or something." <laughs> <laughs> Going a little too far, Britt. A little too far. A little too far. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> uh, okay. God, that was funny. Well, and then Riley brings it up like the next year on the phone. Oh, right. my yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> it just won't die. Thanks. <laughs> Riley, well, you're welcome. And so I we're got saying, you some good football to call the rest of the season. So, you know, for sake of winning the brawl, Mike, this year, will you say Northern Colorado is going to win on Saturday? Northern Colorado is not going to win. Two entirely different things. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ian Laird over in Bozeman said his favorite one. We mentioned him on the pod. There you go. He got mentioned again. Uh, Johnny Claxton says uh, that the GFP has helped this, him as a fan. Uh, we moved across the country to Nashville 10 years ago. Still feel like he's hanging out in Missoula and talking with his friends about Chris football and sports. Uh, Brian Marceau 
says no memory, just keep kicking ass. He lost his dad in 2014, and listening to the pod uh, is something he knows yeah. his dad would be doing. Because his dad was a Grizz fan. That's right. He yeah. grew up, yeah. No, he didn't grow up himself. Yeah, he did. No, I'm wrong. Sorry, wrong guy. He didn't, but his dad went here. There we go. Uh, Luke Rounds. I remember the days when Luke would come up with crazy questions and scenarios for Brent and Mike. <laughs> We did the laser, laser effects. Yeah. The check down. We, we didn't realize that we could just talk about the team more and everybody would listen. Like we thought we had to do a few things to get people to come on. Mine is the rankings. Right. I couldn't prepare for it. I get super stressed out about it. But it's actually there was some great content out there, like ranking your favorite. We should revisit them because you would have me rank my favorite Taylor Swift albums, and there's been like 13 since. I may have went to the Eras tour movie. <laughs> oh well, you could have gone with Stacy and the kids and a bunch of her friends if you wanted. Listen, man, it was fire. Uh, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, so and awesome. there were little girls at the front dancing. dancing. Yeah, and I wanted to dance with them, but I was like, "I'm glad an, you did." An unmarried man in his 30s can't be dancing <laughs> with <laughs> little girls. I was like, "I'm going to get punched out by some some father," but oh it, they had it was pure joy, and it was, it was great. I watched it in that. Um, What's the theater by the mall? It, oh, the know, big one where you get beer yeah. and yeah. beer and like the in the sound system in that thing is unreal. Yeah, that's a place to watch it. Okay, I'm a I'm a loyal Roxy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, attendee. But the sound the sound system at the IMAX or whatever is is incredible. So highly endorse the Eras tour. <laughs> It's slaps, slaps. It slaps. Like Frozen Two soundtrack. Like the Frozen Two soundtrack. All right, here's a throwback sound for you. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Luke Rounds just says it makes trips across Dakotas uh, for work so much more enjoyable. Montana Parlay says our three-hour pods help him with uh, many of his insomnia-filled nights. Um, as somebody See, but that's t- not true. He listens because he texts us about it. So <laughs> no, you can sit there and pretend like you don't parlay. You do. Luke Rounds follows up with a hashtag, always be bladen. Always, always be bladen. Be bladen. That is that. one of the more famous things that come from it as far as like <laughs> when you meet random people, like they, they bring that up. <laughs> Uh, Corey Blake says, uh, holy shit, 100 episodes, it's awesome. Been a loyal listener since the first episode. Uh, remember being, uh, I remember being so freaking stoked that we finally had a pod and some Grizz-centric content every single week to listen to. Keep up the good work. Go Grizz. Uh, thanks, bud. Um, Thork says, the post, uh, the, the post Husky uh, Washington win and beating the Cats and 2021 pods. And then Luke's scientific research study story. <laughs> <laughs> or the butt plug story. <laughs> plug. Michael. <laughs> you can't put that out there. <laughs> I know. I'm worried that someone won't ever heard the story. <laughs> someone just checked the pot out this week. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, what? <laughs> Let's just go back. It's sometime this year. Probably, probably a September episode. Yeah, so you know, you'll find it. <laughs> We're in one now. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, Lane Norberg just says, Lifelong Grizz, Grizz fan, moved to Portland in 2018. 
Uh, likely listen to every week's pod, oh, uh, Grizzman Pod. Man. Keeps them connected to Grizz Nation despite the distance. Keep doing what you're doing. Go Grizz. Eric Witz points out that it is his comment that in that is our top five star ranking on the Apple Pod Store that says be nice but always be blatant. <laughs> uh, Silvertip Nation's favorite memory was uh, of myself being in a higher state of mind and tweeting at Bodner, who responded, creating a big-time pot opportunity that has not that yet materialized. Yeah, I mean, if there's one failure, it's all these people who said they would come on. <laughs> yeah. Now, technically, and I did not tweet at Bodner. I slid into his DMs. <laughs> yeah. Drunk. And then he's like, guys, I think that I got Bodner to come on the show. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's because we came in here, and you're like... Did you send the president <laughs> a message a on drunk Twitter? DM? And I'm like, well, yeah, I was, I'd had some beers and I thought it'd be funny. And you're like, well, I know a guy in the department and he called me and he wants to set it up. <laughs> He's in our fantasy football league. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, we brought you into the circle. Oh, my God. So, yeah, haven't had him on yet. Yeah, we got like a backlog of people that want to be on it, right? Uh, okay, hopping over to Egris. Uh Wolf777 says, one of the favorite stories came from a couple years ago leading up to the brawl. We got a peek into what goes on in the tunnel uh, when you're coming out from Andrew Schmidt and uh, the throwback to when they pulled the switcheroo for the jerseys, the 2008 brawl. Loves the variety of guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, great way to spend uh, a, a Sunday or Monday and uh, dis- yeah, discussing Grizz football with friends and beers. Thanks for what you do. Uh, beware the D says moved away from Montana six or seven years ago makes them feel makes them feel right at home. It's their outlet for Grizz content because um, they're in Minnesota. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, for they're in Minnesota. They only talk about hockey. I'd say we'll try and do better, but we won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is what you get. Um, attend. Uh, oh, also, I get to beware the D is attending their first Grizz game this weekend since moving away. Uh, so we'll have to. Send a message and show them where it's Yeah, hell yeah. Rinse tailgate so, spot. Yeah. Sometimes Luke and his big posse of fans are there. Hi, the Highline contingent. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to call it a Highline Nation, but that, you know. Yeah, probably not. It's questionable. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, so uh, Beware the D does have some questions, though. It says, Mike, please, dis- please explain your disdain for the University of Northern Colorado. Uh, we'll take great pleasure in this because... They have their graduate degree from there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, some of the folks there will say this will, be your, the, this will be their year. It says, no interruptions. Mike, go off on Northern Colorado. It starts with the smell of Greeley. <laughs> I've never <laughs> been to Greeley. You know, I don't have disdain for Northern Colorado. I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> I just think that if you're going to have cocky fans in football, you need to have done something in the two decades you've been at the level you're at. And they have done nothing. And it only it only builds on itself because there's some Northern Colorado fan who, who writes an article and he did like a preview show or a preview article yeah. and was like talking all great about Northern Colorado and like two other teams in the big sky and he didn't know anything about Montana. And I was like, dude, you don't need to know anything about Montana to be a Big Sky Conference football fan, but if you're going to write a preseason conference, whatever, you should probably know. And I think it was Ture. Yeah, like he he, so he didn't even know who he was. He didn't even know who he was. He wasn't even in the in the uh, top whatever receivers. And it's like you're kidding me. Um, 
And I think that just kind of encompasses it. Then they go and bring in that coach who had no business being the coach, and they were telling us that they were going to be the best team in the world. Yeah. Who brought in so the sun. I have no <laughs> disdain for Northern Colorado. Sons, I just really have enjoyed the train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, what's yeah? Did, did he mention what the graduate degree was in? No. Cow tipping. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boiling. It's the cow boil. I've heard they have boil days that smell worse than the other days. Oh, boy. Fun. We'll have to find out. Shoot him a message. Uh, also wondering why our offense has been so lackluster in the second half of games recently. I don't know, but it's frustrating. It's, I mean, it's, it feels like they intentionally try and sit on the ball. I mean... I have nothing to back it up, but it feels like the first half is Brent Pease throwing all sorts of stuff out there, and the second half is the pack it in and hang on for dear life. And, I mean, we saw that even at the high point of Grizz football under Bobby Huck the last time he was here. So um, a little more of the same. I don't know. It'd be nice to see a full game of it. Yeah. Uh, And then, last question, what is the most underrated small town in Montana – and please don't say Whitefish. I don't think Whitefish is. Well, as our resident small town expert, I am going to let you start. It is Shelby, Montana. is the most underrated small town. Mariah's Fair Fun Time. Um, if, well, but here's, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> Shelby has to be my number one. It's, it's an amazing place to, be, to, to, to live. And especially to grow up um, in... There's one other candidate in that neck of the woods, Shoto, Montana. Mm. Shoto is like Shelby in a lot of ways. Similar size, similar cultures, but it's like 35 minutes closer to the eastern front of the Rocky Mountains. Now then, like some people would say, well, Augusta is really close to Shoto, but you're even closer. But then you lose some amenities and I, amenities are in air quotes here, right? But like Augusta's truly small. Yeah. Shoto, there's some bars and stuff and um, restaurants and coffee shops. Like you can get a, like a almond scone like you were, you know, Bernice's Bakery in Shoto and, and Shelby, but like not as much in Augusta. But but here's my low-key like real answer because, I, I mean, I'm partial to that yeah. eastern front area. Yeah. It's majestic and beautiful just like we have here in the mountains, but it's a tenth of the people. Yeah, yeah. So trails for days, easy access to the bob, no people. Yeah. Beautiful. But I actually think Livingston, Montana, mm-hmm. is a really awesome town. Do they get to be considered a small town at this point? Well, if Whitefish <laughs> was on the list... But I mean, Whitefish is seven, eight hundred people. Like they shouldn't be on the list. Livingston is Class A. It's true. So, like, if Hamilton is on the list as a small town, okay. I think Livingston counts. Um, m- m- mountains abound. A river runs through it. Two breweries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of history. Yeah. And then it's like decently close to what we would call cities, right? In, right. In Montana. Yeah. So you can get to the city for, like, concerts or whatever your yeah. group, football games and stuff. Nice. Those are my answers. Okay. It's complex. I like it, though. 
It's like, but don't go east of Billings. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> that was one of those BWRs you maybe do. You're like, name five towns east of Billings. I'm yeah. like, um, uh, Miles City, yeah. uh, Sydney. I don't know. Um, Shoto, one of our loyal listeners, Ethan, is uh, from Shoto. He's a cat, but he married into Grizz family. Mm. I think they've got him fully converted. No, I could see a, a parallel universe where I live in Shoto, but. My mom would stroke out if I left Missoula. I really like your mom. And she she loves you, Michael. She listens for James, too. So So let's let's do everything to keep your mom healthy here. But Shoto's close enough to Shelby where it's just still uncomfortable to like, (laughs) it's like an hour away still, you know? So she'd be like, you left the quote unquote big city and you're going to Shoto? Shoto? What are you doing in Shoto? You can't even spell Shoto. No, oh damn it, no. Um, I love Phillipsburg. I think I've said oh, yeah. that on the pod before, and maybe that's it's like too. But year-round, just energy and fun and activity. Great brewery, um, cool little downtown spot. Couple fun little bars, restaurant, and food. Um, close to Discovery or close to Georgetown Lake. Um, it's it's just I've I've never not had fun in Phillipsburg. Um, That'd be one for me. And I don't know if Anaconda counts as, as a yeah. small town, mm. but... Borderline, but we'll I, allow it. I love Anaconda, too. Yeah. The thing about Phillipsburg is they do a really good job hosting, like, eight straight weekends of events in the summer. Right. And yeah. they have Montana's oldest operating theater. They do. And you can still go watch, like, plays. Right. Yeah. In this theater that's, like, 125 years old. Yeah. That's super cool. Super town. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, Phillipsburg's a good one. Um, I really like Big Fork. Mm. You know, mm. I think it's just a charming little town that's really in an area that's growing. But straight small town vibe. I like Ennis. I haven't spent oh, a yeah. ton of time in Ennis, but I mean, like, I I'm a fan, and its location in proximity to oh. Yellowstone and just yeah, yeah. You got distillery right Just there. Answering the Big, question. Big Fork's bougie, Mike. It is bougie. I don't. I don't have anything that I there's, own there. There's just bo- yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you don't own but nineteen little, rental. No, it's properties. just charming. You know, the the river comes down through that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. I own zero rental you're properties. Zero. Thank you. You're, I am not a landlord. Yeah. All right. Um, it is. Uh, um, but I know, I'm just charming. as a small town guy, I, I I feel like I veto Big Four. But it's tourist charming. It's not like yeah. Like yeah. You, if you can buy a ten million dollar home in your small town, it's not a small town. <laughs> See, my criteria is if you can walk to Main Street from anywhere. Which you can do in most Big Four. Yeah, yeah that's true. You walk yeah, over true. the one lane bridge. Come on, we're checking boxes here. Vale then's a small town. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's not a month. <laughs> so whitefish counts. No. Yeah. If you want to go make that case on the Colorado fan pod, you go right ahead. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, BG Big Dog says, thanks for the hours and hours of uh, uh, pleasurable dog walking and the occasional belly laugh. Uh, of course, Grizz Guy. Uh, Mike, uh, I think most of what he had there. Let me just skip it. I think I, I, think I um, Yep. So... Uh, Empty Grizz Rules, wondering uh, what are some tweaks that we would like to see on offense or defense to take them to higher levels? He would like to see more short to mid-range passes, more carries for Gilman, defensively adding secondary def- 
defensively, adding secondary defenses that better match up against dominant offenses like the 3-4 nickel and dime packages. Which we said we started to see more against yeah. um, Davis and Idaho. Yeah. It's like we want to run the West Coast offense without those like short routes. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck it deep. Chuck it deep. Yeah, how'd that work out for him this week? Um, right. Um, I don't know what else I'd like to see. I, I'd just like to see the sec- first half of the Idaho game be the whole game plan and just keep going. Like I, I would like to see a little less rotation at running back. I think we're trying yeah. to over-rotate there. Do you see Osmo said this is last year? I did. Which, you know, there's a lot of guys that have COVID years where it's like he's got a degree already. He's working on his master's. This is his fifth year in school. Like. I don't blame him for wanting to be done. He's been hurt a bunch. and I mean, you probably kind of see the future a bit there as well, too. I mean, I absolutely appreciate everything that kids put into this program. Yeah. I, I also don't think the average fan, or just a fan who hasn't slowed down to consider the schedule of a college athlete, understands how tedious it is. Um, working at the university as an advisor, I have a number of student athletes that I see. Yeah. And their schedule sucks. Oh, man. And it's really difficult to, like, do well. Like, oftentimes, I mean, I feel like volleyball this year. Oh, yeah. Like, leaves Wednesday night to return, like, over the weekend. Oh, sure, because they probably play. Yeah. So you, or, like, sometimes they leave midday Wednesday, and it's like, I'm going to miss 60% of class. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It, almost impossible. And it's kind of amazing that they outperform the average students. Right. In, like, GPA every year. Like, yep. It, it's just incredible. They're either in the training room, they're practicing, you know, they're in class studying, and it's like, when do you have fun? <laughs> like, it's tough. And then in football, your body constantly hurts. Right. Like, you're trying to put on muscle mass. Um, but you're habitually underslept. You're stressed. Yeah. You're like, what? How am I gonna? How do I do anything good? You probably feel like you're doing nothing well. You're getting bashed on a message board and podcast. And then like, like <laughs> <laughs> bunch of assholes drinking beer and talking about you. Exactly. <laughs> so I get why Osmo yeah. wouldn't return. Yeah. Like, no, time to move on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know if I'd have tweaked. The thing, one thing I'd love to see is I, I and uh, we will have a guest on soon, Marcus Wellnell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I just love to see the most for this program that is lacking is a vibrant NIL. And, yeah, I agree. Um, that is just I, I, I. It's been rebranded, and Marcus Wellnell I think is going to have a big part of it. He wants to come on the pod, but he's out of town for the next couple of weeks. We're going to get him on here soon to talk about uh, what's going on there, but. I think it's something that Montana, I think, is finally embracing, and that needs should have been going last year, but so we're a little behind. But that's hopefully right. we can catch up. Well, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, uh, Grizz fan forty seven. Congrats on the success. Thinks they've listened to every single one of them. Uh, pod has nice. grown and matured. I've used your pod has several. It matured. <laughs> I mean, we I don't mean, do the laser do beams. Beams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have so fan forty seven says I have used your pod several times when speaking with others that have considered having a pod rather for sports or for other genres of discussion. I have no question because you guys typically discuss it on your own. Anything I would bring up, keep doing good work. 
Nice, man. Yeah, so here's Thank one, you. and it's Catfan. Uh, uh, says, it kind of sucks your 100th pod is after a buy uh, with no game to talk about. That we <laughs> said we should have done a short midweek pod before Idaho, so that our 100th could have been last week. But yeah, that would have taken planning. So, um, yeah. But uh, uh, they were excited that we would talk about the Cat and Hornet game, which we talked about for about, what, 90 seconds? So, yeah. Chris Iron, shame. yeah. Chris Iron says, "Congrats on reaching 100 episode milestone. Looking forward to the next hundred. Uh, the four of us fill a void with content that other media outlets cannot provide. Looks forward to the discussion. Uh, no one in my circle is interested in the details like you are. I enjoy guests that you bring. Riley and Coulter provide some interesting perspectives." The marathon session with Coulter during the long losing skid last year was a highlight. Former players and the inside stories they tell are also favorites. Andrew and Samuel really stand out. Uh, first question from Grizz Iron is the new redshirt rule. I think we kind of touched on that. Um, it's exciting. I'm excited. See about freshman it. on the yeah. roster who might see playing time. Uh, a chance Henry Noose could see the field this year. That's kind of an interesting thing. I don't know how that works with um, medical yep. medical related. But Noose, I mean, we're repairing a pectoral here, so I don't know if you bounce back from that in four months. <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But yeah, so kind of touching that. Uh, other question then. Uh, last year, the Grizz blew out several opponents and were able to get minutes from many guys that aren't in regular rotation. I think this is rewarding for those players. Luke, kind of like you were saying earlier, gives uh, coaches some film to work in developing them. Do you think the lack of playing time for these players this year will hurt us next year? Oof. I think we overthink that a little bit. I mean, I know Probably I've been right. one that kind of says, like, we need to be working some of these guys in, but there's nobody that's jumping out to me that's like, ah, we're not developing him. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, usually there are somewhere I'm like, we should be playing this guy more. <clears throat> I don't know. I think, I think more what they're looking at are the guys that are sophomores and juniors that are playing special teams right now, if that's going to translate to a starting role. Um in the years ahead, rather than just guys like that are redshirting and not playing, versus giving them some reps in garbage time. That makes sense. That's kind of my guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Grizz CC nineteen seventy nine says back to the Idaho game. Uh, what is the deal with dimming the lights after Idaho's touchdown? Is it a reference to playing lights out? Is it common practice? Disconcerting on TV. Uh, wondered what it's like for players and spectators. This has become a thing. I've seen it. In the NFL, I've seen it in a lot of things where you can't do it with the lights that we have in Washington Grizzly, but there's other different types of lights. You can shut them off and on quick and flash them and stuff. And I don't know. I think it just creates a vibe. Yeah. It seems kind of fun. To Baby, me. when the lights <laughs> go out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, big Game Bobby says, congrats on 100. Um. This is definitely a cat fan. Um, so, but thanks for listening, Big Game Bobby, because he said the favorite part of the pod was when Mike said Montana State is dominating the Grizz in every measurable way. Boy, was he right, and I think the gap is getting even wider. I don't know that the gap's getting wider anymore, um, but I was right then. And again, this just goes back to leadership, and you just want somebody who tells the truth. Yeah, there you go. Double Nicks is wondering which bear is the best bear. Oh. Which bear? Oh, it's a grizzly bear. Right. 
I mean, is this a question? What's Do you want a koala? I don't know. Is he Doesn't... advocating for the panda bear? <laughs> what about cinnamon bear? Oh, we're going to expand. Wait, no, no, no. The Wait, they're called sugar bears. Sugar the... bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to That's like what they what? used to call the dance team. They're the sugar bears. That's right. Uh, that's what I was. <laughs> uh, Double Next is also wondering if we're giving away any gifts for listeners for hitting our milestone. Yeah, they're um, <laughs> uh, imaginary keychains in there. Uh, for any, in theory, they're on their way to your house right now. <laughs> for any, for any listener, go to Prince Tailgate. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a cold beer for you and say, "Where's my award for listening to a hundred It's a major award. Brent will give you a special beer. A special beer. It'll be indistinguishable. Wait, do you guys think the grizzly bear is better than the polar bear? Like stronger? Is there is there objectively? I don't know. Things about this, you know, like everyone says, like, hey, who'd win in a fight, like a gorilla or a grizzly bear or something? Yeah. Have people said that about like different types of bears? Like, yeah. is a polar bear tougher than a grizzly bear? So grizzly bears and polar bears are considered to be the most dangerous and the most aggressive. Um, but I don't know. Hmm. Grizzly bears account for the most human deaths, but uh, they probably have way more human interactions than a polar bear, right? I'm seeing something that just, it's bigger and stronger, so it would appear to have, the polar bear is, hmm. would have a, an advantage in a fight. But this might be some Dwight Schrute shit here. <laughs> I don't know if this is real. <laughs> this is a .org website, yeah. or is this Reddit? <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. That just got me thinking about the best bear. Uh, so Everett Grizz says, um, uh, says congrats on hitting a hundred, a huge accomplishment <clears throat> and insert the laser sounds again. Yes. Look at that. So there you go. Uh, he had his question for James, uh, and then Grizz uh, for the three of us. If Luke had told you one day that this would still be going a hundred episodes later, would you have politely suggested that perhaps the anal thermometer was implanted a little too deeply? <laughs> oh, it's a thermometer. Oh. Well, I guess I got that wrong. It's it's not a plug. Well, it's, it's a different type of plug. You're plugging yeah. that sucker in, Luke. Uh, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Everett is wondering if we like bi weeks or not, basically. I like the timing of our bye week this this year because I think it you know lets them heal up for the stretch run. As a fan, I kind of miss the game that week because yeah. you get in the groove of you know watching a game every week. And, right. You know. mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta say, this weekend was probably the last nice weekend in Missoula. I got out, got to golf both days, and just be outdoors. And I definitely appreciated the bye because it allowed you to just get a little bit more sunshine. Yeah. And beautiful fall days when now it's going to suddenly drop below freezing and just turn awful. So um, I didn't mind this one. Yeah, those early buys, like you play two games in September and then it's off. That sucks. I hate that. But I thought this was a good one. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it before. The grizzly momentum headed into the buy is good. And then the uh, hopefully the uh, opponent on the other side of the buy allows us to kind of keep building and going from there. So... It's setting up nicely. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Everett Grizz has another question, but I think I might close with this last one. So I'm going to get to Donovan here. Um, says congrats on 100. Uh, favorite moment has to be Luke's story from the beginning of the season. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, congrats to me uh, for correctly being the closest in the number of drinks that Donovan and his wife were going to have at the all-inclusive. Ooh. My number was 210. Ooh. They hit 255. Holy Christ. See, so, were you here for this one? No, no this so was Donovan, last week with Sammy. The, yeah, Donovan and his wife got married, and they went on an all-inclusive honeymoon. For seven days in Mexico. Seven days. And so the question was, how many drinks are they packing in the net? Yeah. And that's for both so of them? So 255. And let's say 255 when you travel, what, what's your average drink cost? Like seven bucks? Well, so like That's all, cheap. Right? But at an all-inclusive, the drinks are included. No, but that's oh, what I'm yes, saying. Sorry, so it's like... Yeah. That's actually probably cheap if you're going to a hotel and buying drinks, but let's just say 255 times seven. What is that? 255. 1,785. 1,785 bucks. How much do you think the week of all inclusiveness was? More than that, but. Like 3,000 bucks? Yeah. So you add food and hotels? They got their money's worth. The alcohol at all inclusives are brands you've never heard of before. (laughs) It's like Kirkland. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was kind of funny because we were messaging because after he listened to the pod, he was like, dude, that's like, he's like, you guys are crazy. And I was like, I've been all inclusives before. It's like, you have to have like five or six to like, even though you're like having alcohol. And he's like, not where we're at. Like these are, these are starting. That's like 18 drinks a day per person. Yeah. Per person. Yeah. And then as I think he, uh, I mean, if you get up, you have a couple of mimosas with breakfast, so you, so you knock yeah. out six between you. You have a couple drinks. I guess at lunch, if you average you go to the pool, two an hour for every hour you're up, or something like, <laughs> right? Like you could get. It doesn't seem unreasonable. Yeah. So he, it's funny because he did message me halfway through his trip, and they were like not making it. And so I said, I did the math, and I was like, that's 19 per person per day. I believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) And they hit it. So, And the other funny thing was, so while Donovan's there in Mexico, I get a message from a guy named Craig on Facebook, and I think I send you two. Did I send this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's in Mexico on vacation, and he sends me a picture like him listen to the pod like overlooking the ocean. I was like, Craig had a good bye week. Yeah. (laughs) Craig had a good. So did Donovan. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, his third, Donovan's third point is looking at UNC. So it's Donovan who brought this up. The, the worst pass defense statistically, uh, third with eight inter- third with eight interceptions. Well, we're first with 11. Um, so what needs to be our focal game point on offense? I think it's just building on what we've been doing. Um, yeah. What is the message we want to p- portray for Sacramento the next week? Bobby Houck, you don't even know you play Sacramento next week, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ineptness and make them think they're going to kill us. That's what we're going to do. Probably. Yeah, I know yeah, we're going to do it on purpose. You lure, lure them in. Lure them in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'd like to put more stuff on tape where it's like, hey, you got you got to plan for this because I think our offense can be more diverse than it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How do you lure Hornets? I don't know. Um, don't they normally? Do they like picnic? Like, yeah, they're all over food, <laughs> soda, like sugary drinks. They yeah. love that shit. Yeah. Okay, 
Everett's last question. If you had to drop 300 pods a year for 10 years and you're required to wear blades from the time you left your house <laughs> until the time you got home, but the Grizz would go 110-1 and one in the regular season with only a close loss to Georgia and win 10 <laughs> national title championships, what are you discussing on pod 1,819? <laughs> Would you repeat that, please? <clears throat> if you yeah. had to drop 300 pods for 10 years. So 3,000 pods. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? And we had to wear blades from time. Yeah, that's... We had to wear roller blades. I think I'm capping out. I couldn't do that, guys. For the Grizz to win 10 national titles in a row. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> what, and what do we talk about? Well, they'd become the- a lot shorter. So it would be like we'd do a pod where wherever we were at that moment, we'd like go live somewhere together. Just a five-minute pod. Like on, <sighs> on the phone, and Luke would tell us, you know, what's it like on campus today? And mm-hmm. I don't know, Brent would make something up, and I I don't know. Well, oh, man. We'd bring back the lasers. Back we, would the lasers. Need, we would need many more gimmicks. The check down. I love the check down, but <laughs> I purposely tried to make you uncomfortable, and it's probably good we stopped doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> That footage was, was old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, boys, that's our questions. I mean, observations, congratulations, all that stuff like that. Not a lot to talk about this week since we didn't have a game to recap, but that was generally what we got. Hell yeah. And good news. We're still pushing an hour and a half, so you know we found enough stuff to <laughs> fill a bit of space. I was thinking this is going to be like a 30-minute pod. An hour and a half is a good pod for, for this show. I thought people would pull it up and see like 35 minutes Chris Van Pod, and they're like, what the hell happened? What happened to these guys? <laughs> um, so real quick, I do have two questions for you guys. and They've kind of been asked, so I don't think it matters that much. But um, <laughs> Favorite guest we've had on mm-hmm. and favorite memory from the pod. Hmm. I've boy. The guests to me are tough because we've had a lot of them, and I could break it down to media and whatever. Right. But um, I mean, you, you start thinking across the list of like you know, the the Mariners beat writer on Divish because he you know mm-hmm. is a Grizz fan from Haver. Uh, you know, we you start connecting all these people, and and the, some of the COVID ones were fun because we were. We were grabbing, you know, people who wanted to help make content. Right. And then you mix that in with, like, some of the local people, like Coulter and Kyle, who are just, like, right. Grizz fans smart and, you know, could kind of pull that stuff together. You know, we had Sunberg on. Yeah. Um, you know, some of those ones where we started to be viewed as legitimate by the uh, athletic department. <laughs> serious. Uh, which is great because, you know, we're state media and <laughs> gogrizz.com slash QB club. Um, the one with Bobby was actually kind of fun. Down, yeah. Um, boy, I don't know. It just goes on. But I think the former players yeah. are my favorite. Andrew uh, Schmidt's fun because he just comes and says whatever he wants. But, like, the one where we had the Palmers. The Palmers. That, was that's just, what I was Because say. it's like you had this... Part of what Grizz football is, it's like you know this family where it's like they didn't play together really, but yeah. they were there and talking about what it's like to prepare for the brawl and stuff like that. So I mean, it crosses the board. What do you Co- think? Oh, yeah, I, I, I like the the Palmer podcast probably the m- most. I don't know, like th- they just had a really good chemistry. Obviously, their family. Yeah. Um, 
the great stories. Whenever we bring people on and it means I don't have to talk so much, <laughs> I have a great time. We don't have to worry about content. We just ask people some questions and they start talking. <laughs> yeah. And I love hearing it. You yeah. Know, like, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really like that podcast. Favorite moment was probably after we beat UW. That was such an exciting podcast. Yeah. You know, my favorite memory, and I know you haven't got to answer, Brent, so we'll get you in a second. My favorite memory was actually after that Cat Grizz game where we took it to them and we kind of didn't think we were going to. Right. I mean, I think we picked them to win. Right. And, you know, we're all pumped and, like, the four of us have the photo. And the photo is still our banner on Twitter. Yep. You know, and it's the three of us and James. And it's yeah. just like, this was just pure, fun Grizz fan stuff. Right? That yeah. day was great. It's kind of what reminds you why you like being a fan of sports, where you get your highs and you get your lows, but the highs are worth it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've had all those fans and stuff, but that moment to me just kind of, we're all smiling. James has got a big grin, yeah, you man. know, ready to go. Well, that was Cassandra Schmidt told us the tunnel chant that they do, and we were trying to remember it afterwards. <laughs> And we screwed it up. I'm sure we were. And there's like a handful of like former players that came over and were like completely botching this. And these guys are looking at us like we're <clears throat> complete idiots. Because we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say with Colt, it was funny because we've had Colt Palmer on. He always. Twice, yeah. Yeah. He gets the taps, table. taps with his hand and, <laughs> and he'd start tapping the stand. So he'd be like, every time, you know, when you're in there. <laughs> I'd just be like, stop tapping the mic. <laughs> you go back and listen to him. It's just. <laughs> no one's complaining Palmer's about that so except awesome. you, no. Brent. Yeah, no, it was funny. Um, God, the one with Bobby was just so it was it was it was cool and it was fun. Like going into his office, and then I remember because we did the drop to tease it because we had Bobby say, "I'm Bobby Hawk, this is the Chris Fan Podcast," and like on Twitter, people were like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we should go find that and drop it again. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. And I, it's, that one was just funny, too, because for some reason, I was like nervous. As, I was nervous doing that one. Um, I don't know why. But then um, uh the the guys with QB Club that set it up for us. Remember, they were like we were like getting prepped before, and I think they thought we were gonna like press conference him and you know tell us about your depth on O line or something. And then it like actually just turned into like kind of a more genuine kind of fun conversation. And then the point, Luke, where you're like, "What's the Paris of the High Line?" <laughs> <laughs> and what did he say? Haver, Haver. No, which, uh, if you don't go, know the answer, ooh. that's a pretty good guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I thought that one was just kind of uniquely fun because, like, I don't know how many other fan pods just roll, you know, were invited to and rolled into a head coach's office to just bullshit about but, quarterback club. And but I mean, that was kind of fun history. because, like, they yeah. they set out as a goal, like they wanted to grow QB club, and it was Eckergan, right? The yeah. Kind of, at the yeah. time, was kind of like this is an opportunity to reach fans. Yeah. yeah. And he was right, and we we. We kind of took it as like permission to talk about QB Club a little bit more, right? Yeah, um, and they have grown Big a time. lot. Yeah, almost so five hundred members now. You know, and it's like now, you know, we know when Brent or me, not you, you never say anything negative. You know, <laughs> wrinkle somebody in the athletic department, we hear from them. <laughs> and it's not you. like a don't say that, but like, like you talking about entry and exit in the stadium, and then we heard. It was more like, hey, no, we hear you. Like, yeah. And I, I kind of think that's fun because you know this really is supposed to be about the fans. And I do think we can be a conduit. So Absolutely. 
I kind of like how this works because we are in a small community. Sure. Could you imagine tweeting at Alabama's athletic department and hearing from the athletic director? <laughs> right. Like, would never happen. But no way. At this level, you know, we live in the same community. We have similar values. We want this team and this product to be amazing. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. They people in athletics will reach out to you because they care too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just not like all oh, these random idiot fans. I mean, we are those too, but For they sure. care so much that they'll talk to random idiot fans. Right. <laughs> and I, I think it's like one of the things that makes this program so special and genuine is that, yeah, Alabama's not going to care about a podcast that's com- concerned about stadium ticket entry or something, but Montana's going to reach out to try to say that they're aware of it, and they're going to try to work on it. Like I think it's, I think it's, and just that that personalized touch that still exists here that doesn't exist at higher levels, or just nobody cares at other levels, especially even around the conference, save maybe one or two other schools. So it's also it help it makes it extra special. So yeah, that's all I got. That's what you got. Yeah, I just wanted to hear. Mike, who is who's your least favorite? Guest you've ever had? Oh, it's Coulter. It's Coulter. <laughs> yes, thank you, son of a bitch. Remember we had, and I, they might have at this Coulter bash hour, but Wait, Coulter's great because no, Coulter's we don't have to talk at all. But I'll say we had, we had a fan on, and I'm not going to say who. We had a fan on, and Kyle Sample listened to the episode, and he texted us, and he said, "I'm pretty sure Coulter was on the thread. I don't know that for sure." He said, "My God, you guys finally found someone who talks more than Coulter." <laughs> We had a pod where I was like super tired, and you were like, "You're like, did Coulter put you to sleep?" Because we were <laughs> we were off on something well, else. Because he just goes, yeah. You know? I mean, like, but his knowledge is, yeah, and it's he's second to none. Right? I think he's always kind of fun because he's oh, absolutely, he's not constrained by the radio breaks. Exactly. So we just go goes. <laughs> yeah, and there's the the, you know what. Technically, this could be actually considered pod 101. Because there was one with Coulter that vanished oh, in space. Oh, the, the lost pod. Lost yes, pod. The space pod. Oh, man, that was a rough night. I felt <laughs> really guilty. That was after a loss, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great breakdown of like where we were at. But we got him a couple weeks later, and it was yeah. a better show. Yeah, it was a better show. We sat here for hours. Yeah. We were gone. <laughs> the thing just COVID. didn't work. I think I popped it out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> there was some gold on that though yeah because I, th- I think Colt got a little tipsy towards the oh, end perfect. started firing <laughs> oh man yeah it's been fun this is I'm so glad we got to do this this is great and then you just bump into people and it's just like right like the Shelby guys they roll through the tailgate and then just other like just people that listen to the pod and it just it's made being a Grizz fan even more fun for me yeah a few times a year I'll meet someone who knows me through the pod. And I think if it wasn't for the pod, maybe I wouldn't have a reason to like interact with that person in like a, in a real way. Yeah. Or we probably wouldn't even talk to each other at all. Sure. But we have like meaningful conversations about this shared thing we're passionate about. It's super cool. It is. I mean, I remember when we started doing it, I remember thinking like there's, we're not, we'll do this for half a season. Cause it's like, I thought you'd kind of get bored with it, and I'd just kind of go, oh, I'll never. And then we had Brent on, and realized this could be kind of fun, and then it just kind of 
Well, remember Can't we were speaking off. into an iPad in oh the middle of the table, God, right? That the first record ten minutes at a time. Oh You'd have to stitch word. together. I think we had a lost pod from that iPad too. We definitely I feel like had we a, a pod or two like, where it was just like, nope, forget it. Yeah, like that was a rough way to do it, man. Boy, the people who complain about sound now should go find those <laughs> those er- early ones in the Poor archive. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of those historical ones. Oh man. <laughs> Right. Well, well, it's been fun, guys. It has been, and it's we'll been just uh, we'll be here right here again next week. If we know you, we might see you at the game because there is a home game this weekend. And if not, we'll see you soon. Go Grizz! <laughs>